Miller, and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Miller and Condon on a Wednesday. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. And we are back to local programming for the next seven hours. Appreciate you starting that block, at least here with us. BMW of Des Moines guest list shapes up like this. We are going to, in the first hour of the program, uh, take a look with another pair of eyes who witnessed the spring game. That was John Bowenkamp. Uh, we will talk about what John saw. Uh, perhaps a little bit different from some of our other voices that join us uh, throughout the week. But uh, John Bowenkamp on Iowa, we'll get dip into the basketball as well with John, and I'm sure the Dodgers will come up, as they always do, when we talk to Mr. Bowenkamp. He comes up at the bottom of the hour. We'll do likewise with Dave Sproul. Uh, who covers Iowa State for 1430 KSI. We won't touch the Dodgers, but I'm guessing the Twins. Mm-hmm. How about those Twins? Yes! I'm going to keep betting against them if they keep beating the Yankees. They own the Yankees, Trent. <laughs> oh, well, maybe well, not that far, but uh, so far so good. Uh, Dave Sproul on Iowa State uh, before we finish the first hour of the program. Hour number two at 1215, the voice of the Minnesota Vikings. Paul Allen will join us. We will uh, go inside the Vikings draft. What intel can does he is he hearing? Look, if he knew he wasn't going to share the pick with us, but he's got a certain way of we've had him on every year to talk about the draft. And if he's got a if he's got an inkling, he kind of goes tells us without telling us. So uh, Paul Allen will join us. Look forward to catching up with uh, our buddy PA at twelve fifteen, and then off to Chicago. In his regular spot, David Kaplan, 12.30, 12.35. We'll do Cubs. We'll do White Sox. We will do Bears with Cappy before Trent's plays of the day. Uh, coming up at about 12.50, Circus Sports sponsors that. There's still room to join us at uh, in Las Vegas if you're so inclined. If you haven't been out in a while, want to... You know, maybe you got your your tax refund or whatever. You came across some cash and want to uh, blow off a little steam. What better place to do so than Las Vegas? And what a better opportunity than to travel with Miller and Condon uh, to Circa from the 7th of May through the 11th. You don't have to stay the whole time. You stay one day, all the time, two days, whatever. You don't even need to see us. But you should take advantage of the rates we have uh, set up at Circa. Uh, 30% off your room. We will get your cabana, part of the cabana, uh, at Stadium swim Uh, we've got those private booths for watching monday night tuesday night cubs cards nba nhl Uh, this would be a pretty big ticket if you're going to do it on your own Uh, but we'd love to have you out there at circa may 7th through the is it the 12th the rate goes through the 12th i want to say all the details can be found pinned at the miller and condon twitter account Okay, so uh, that's the program today. We'll get into the NBA. We will get into the NHL. Where would you like to start, Trent Condon? i, I got to start with baseball. All right. After last night's performance from Joe Ryan, going out there, making Anthony Rizzo a couple of times just look silly up there. Dark horse, Cy Young Well, the candidate. fact that he'll start and what the he is strikeouts. doing, the ERA, the Twins starting rotation. I told you before the year I had thought they had a chance to be Maybe the deepest that they've ever been, and that's mm-hmm. certainly been the case to this point. They're the only team in the division above 500, and they're four games above 500. That's a big leap up. It is. And picked up another game yesterday as Cleveland fell again. But it's the Yankees. Yeah, who beat them? A, a bad team beat the beat Cleveland, did they? Yeah. Colorado. Colorado. Oof. By the way, has anybody ever heard of Chris Bryant since he left I know. San Francisco? No. 
I mean, my God. Collecting those checks, though. I guess. It's all guaranteed in baseball. And he's got his ring. Yes, he does. So perhaps that has something to do with it. The Twins going into this series since 2001. That was the last time that they beat the Yankees in a season series. 2001. That's wild. 22 years. That is incredible. We're not talking about the Pittsburgh Pirates. No. We're not talking about the Kansas City Royals. Yeah. These are the Twins. Twins. A lot of success. Yes. I think during that time they have had something like 11 division championships or 11 playoff bursts. And they haven't won a series since 2001. They haven't won a series against the Yankees. They were going into this series 40 and 100. They're now 42 and 100 <laughs> since 2001 against this team, since the winning series. So since 2002. So they got some work to do to get back to 500. Just, you just a little bit. Think of this. Their win percentage since 2001, over the last 22 years now, they are would be on pace to be a 48-win team. Huh. 42 and 100. Eesh. That is a 48 win pace over 162 games. I mean, that's the worst of the worst. Has to be. We're, we're talking. There is can't be anything close mm-hmm. to this. Mm-hmm. And I don't. I don't care what two teams you put together. There's nothing like this. It has been a great bugaboo. But here's the big. Has thing. anybody attacked their wiki page? The, 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 who owns the Minnesota? <laughs> the New York Yankees. The New York Yankees. Yeah, right. It's not the Polad family. Right. It's the Yankees. I'm sure that's been there a time or two. It has to have been. But if we see it. Playoff series, and it's the Yankees on the other you're side. Still gonna oh, be, you're still going to be still going to be curled oh, up in a yeah. fetal position prior yeah, to the first pitch. <laughs> absolutely, because seeing that song and dance too many mm-hmm. times to get off it. It feels great. It, it really does. Ryan was outstanding. This team, you know, Polanco's back. He's hitting. He's sitting out today as he comes back off that bulky knee, and I think that's going to be a something. day game today, right? It is. Yeah, yeah. just afternoon. It'll be the first pitch there. Just one of those, you know, Polanco professional hitter. We know Correa's going to heat up. He was slow getting out of the gate last year, and by the end of the year, he had a standard Carlos Correa. Buxton, they're keeping him upright. That's good. The young guns coming up there. Gallo looks at least competent, Mm -hmm. something that he hasn't been a couple of times here recently. I think the sticks are going to come around. And with this rotation Mm -hmm. and the depth that they have in the rotation. And the mediocrity that uh, resides in their division. Well, and then you start to think of a little bigger picture, right? Not just, well, what can you do to win the division and get in and be the three seed? And okay, now we have to still play in the wild card round, but get one of those top two seeds. I think if this continues in this path, that is a realistic goal for this team. They have enough with the rotation, a decent bullpen at minimum. And the sticks, I think, are going to get better. Yeah, they've been shut out, I think, five times this year. One of the tops in Major League Baseball to this point. That's a little concerning, but I think they're going to get there offensively. The Twins are not just a nice little plucky story getting in. I think there's more here. And, and when you go with the rotation, yeah, there's not the days. There's no Garrett Cole. Yeah, but you know what? I, I, I don't disagree with you. Sonny Gray's not in. I think Joe Ryan's about to send to that spot. He's really good. He really is. And if he's your number two and Gray's your you're, number you're one. You're in a great spot. You're in really yep. good shape. Yep. And the depth that they have in this rotation sets them apart from some past teams. Now, it's a long season. It's April 26th. Mm-hmm. And things can go awry, as mm-hmm. we've seen plenty of times. But in the here and now. But we're 25 games into the season. I mean, yeah. this is a decent sample size. It is. We're getting there, yeah. right? Yeah. And it feels like they have. A real team. Yep. A real team that is more than just can win a crappy In a division. fake division. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think there could be a little bit more with this Twins team. Uh, that'd be great. Uh, it's, when the regional teams uh, are relevant, that certainly is, is good for business as we talk baseball a lot on this program. And we need the, you know, the Cubs to be around. Boy, the White Sox. What is wrong with that team? What was wrong with me that I thought this... <laughs> You know what? I'm going to bet the White Sox to win the division. Seven and a half to one. Yeah, decent price. Division's bad. They're awful. It's not get out the pen and put a crossroom. It's get out no. the black sharpie. You have to. They're, 
I would be absolutely shocked. You know, I go back, and I know anybody that's holding out hope for their team, whatever your baseball team mm-hmm. is, and they're off to a slow start, you point to, well, you know. it's Nat- a, First of all, it's a long season. It's a long season. You go to that. <laughs> right. And you say, you know, the Nationals, they were 19 oh, and 31. that's the second one, yeah. And yeah. every single time you go to that, yeah. or yeah. the Marlins, when they brought in Ch- Trader Jack, and he brought them back, and they got to the World Series. What a and story won- he was. But is he still alive? I think he is. Good for him, obviously. <laughs> Still puffing on a cigar, cigar doing his yeah, thing, yeah. yeah. You have those instances, but they're a rarity. They're a real rarity. Yeah. And yeah. that Nationals team, I bought a lot that year. I was heavily invested Were in you? them because I believe that I believed in the talent. You believe in the talent with this White Sox team? I, the bullpen. Well, they're always hurt. The bullpen was such a strength of them two years ago when they had that great year. Yeah. And now it's bad. Trent, they won the division two years ago. Two Ran away ago. with it. Right, exactly. Ran away with it. Yeah. I lost a lot of money to Sean Roberts that year. Oh, Because we had the, the stupid year. bet. Yeah. It's it was, right. It was so much for every win, right? Yes, the differential. Yes. Ooh, that's right. Roberts killed you that year. And, man, I wish we would have done that this year because I think I'd get it back the other way. But that nah, team. he's getting married this year. He doesn't yeah. need to be blowing his no, cash. Absolutely. He believes in his White Sox, maybe not that much. Right. According that, to Twitter, I'm not sure he does believe in his White Sox this year. The bullpen is bad. The injuries continue to pile yeah. up, and it's just yeah. there is just a stink around yeah. this team. And then you go to the north side; they're fun. They are. They can pitch. They can hit. They run the bases well. Um, it, you're right. It's it, it's a fun team. And look what they did last night to mm-hmm. the Padres, who I think are a really good team. Completed shut them down. Uh-huh. Justin Steele, four and zero now. It's incredible. Yeah, that's yep. Deep Young in rotation. Gun. Hendricks will be here tomorrow night. He's here. He's actually here now. In fact, Bertie just interviewed him. I think there was a press availability. Just, but he play, he pitches tomorrow night. Sixty pitches, three innings is I think what kind of with the limit right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be Thursday. Next time we would see him would be Tuesday. Uh, well, you're not going to see him here, I don't think. Uh, or, but I'm sure he's got at least one more in him before he heads back up. But yeah, put uh, put the, him back in the uh, lineup. Oh baby, be fun. This team has a chance. Yeah, I agree. Same thing. Pirates are off to a great start. Fun story. Mm-hmm. Sustainability? No. no. Don't think so. No. That rotation In fact, they, came, they had a big lead last night. And the Dodgers came back and yes. caught and got them. And McCutcheon had the bases loaded in the eighth. Oh, did he? And popped up. Did you bet that game or something? No. What were you doing watching that game? No, I just I just saw the highlights last okay. night of that one. No, I was not enthralled with Dodgers Pirates last I was night. Say NBA was was good last night. Yes, NHL was. was not so good last night. Boy, the Wild stars are in their heads, and it's it's yeah. it's their head coach Dane Evison's. A, he's a joke. I mean, he is right now in a spot where he's blaming everybody but himself and and his hockey team. Stay out of the damn penalty box. Mm -hmm. Stay out of the penalty box. Pete DeBoer is in Dean Evison's head in a big, big way, and it's rubbing off on the players and Foligno. Was it a five-minute penalty? Well, it's knee-on-knee. I don't think it was... uh, I don't think there was anything behind it, but at the end of the day, it's knee-on-knee, and it looked awful. Could it have been a two-minute call? Hmm, Maybe, but it wasn't. It was five, so move on! You don't have them. Help me out here, because this has been a story throughout this whole series. Power play, okay, stay yeah. out of the penalty box. Right. Secondly, the Stars win the faceoff, and that was a big key coming into the series. Yeah. The Wild knew, hey, if we can just be a little less than even. We'll, we'll start with possession that. is a big, big factor of the puck. And yeah. they can't, but not only that, I mean, it's, you think of power play, and you think of, you know, the, the triangle passes, mm-hmm. and then boom, boom, boom. That's how it is. It's like one pass, and, get, yep. and it's in. Yeah. How does, I don't watch much hockey. Like this, this is a spring sport only for mm-hmm. me. 
But I have never seen anything like this, where it is off the face-off, they're getting it on the net, and they're scoring time in and time out. Does that happen a lot, or is this just something with this Stars team and the way they attack the Wild? I've seen that a lot uh, in watching my squad, because they've given up a lot of goals in the same way, but it doesn't, for the most part, happen that way, Trent. But the Stars are in the Wild's head. They're accused, the the Wild, all the players and the coaches, oh, they're diving, they're diving. Well, you know what? If you put a stick in their back, maybe they're looking there to feel that stick and they're going to go down. Don't do it! Right. Stay out of the penalty box. They have to win the next two games to move on. I think they're a better team than Dallas. I really do. Yeah. And you, I mean, look at the, they're down 3 2 in the series. But the Stars have done a phenomenal job of finding the weakness, and that is right between the ears. And what has Kaprizov done? Where the hell has he been? Yeah, nowhere. Nowhere. No. You know, the playoff hockey gets it, ratchets up a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's a little, it's way more physical. It gets a little bit dirty. It gets a little bit nasty. But, man, your star's got to step up, and he has not. Suter got in their head, too. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, and we talked about it after game one. Just cross-check after cross-check after yep. all Trent, game. here's the worst thing that happened to that team, in my opinion. Ryan Reeves. Because they all think they're the toughest team in hockey. Mm-hmm. I said it earlier. They're all two inches bigger than they were before Reeves got there, right? Yeah. And they want to play like Ryan Reeves. They want to play like they're tough, and they're not. Just play your damn game. Quit trying to run around. It, it's frustrating because I want this team to do well because it's good for business from 11 to 1. Yeah, absolutely. We got something yes. on the regional level, and we don't have the Blues. We don't no, have the Blackhawks. Black Blackhawks are gone. This is this is last hope that we have yep. to have something regional that we can at least mm-hmm. talk about. Then you can talk a little hockey, and it, yes, it works. It does for me. <laughs> but if we're getting there and we got a Western Conference Finals of, I don't know, Edmonton-Vegas. Yeah. Well, it's be t- be, it wouldn't be that, but it would be Edmonton and, I don't know, if a team from the seven, Dallas. Could be a tough sell. Really tough sell. Edmonton and anybody would be a tough sell. Um, uh, anyways, eleven fifteen. We'll get into the NBA. Trey Young, what an incredible shot with uh, he made last night. That was um, look. I don't think anybody saw this coming. Really, did you, did anybody think that uh, that Boston was going to fall in the way that they did? I certainly didn't. But here they were last night. Uh, Phoenix. How about Phoenix and Denver in the next round? Now, yeah. How good is that going to be potentially? Who you take? Sight unseen. A uh, Phoenix. You're taking. The I'm sun. taking Phoenix. But it, we said this yesterday to Kyle Irving we, it was when we when we talked to our, our, our the caller on our show Jeff who's <laughs> really knowledgeable. I like Jeff. I'm glad he calls. I'm glad he listens. Um, really knowledgeable on basketball. Overlooking the overlooking the Nuggets. Everybody is. Yeah. For whatever reason. At circa right now, the series price. Um, oh, it's it's close. It's it's who? Uh, well, obviously the Nuggets have home court advantage. Mm-hmm. Um. It's really tight. That's what. That's all I can say. Suns minus one twenty, even with the Nuggets. There you go. It's a fair price. It is a fair price. Suns minus a buck twenty. What would you do? <laughs> Durant. I, Durant's going. I, I brought Booker's it up to you going. yesterday. We're forgetting about Nuggets and yeah. I know. I'd, I'd bet the Suns. <laughs> I would bet the Suns too. <laughs> I, I think it's. I think they're coming out of the West. Uh, Steve, uh, Steph Curry or not? I think they're coming out of the West. LeBron James. Yeah, he's hurt. Yeah. Yes. He's, 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 and Davis, can you count on him for in a seven game series? You know, maybe three of the games you can, mm-hmm. but unfortunately you can. Reeves, great story. I'm not saying he's going to carry this team. The um, Heat are now minus 125 at Circa. That's ridiculous. They're up 3 1. <laughs> They're up 3 1. Tonight, I think the Bucks club them. I think it's going to be that What's payback the game. number? The double digits. Is it really? Yeah. Wow. I think it was 12 and a half. So that means Giannis uh, is playing? 
Yeah, twelve mm-hmm. is where it's at Jeez. right now. So it's a big number, but minus a buck twenty-five. You go back to all? Miami. It's three straight. I'm getting, that's the only. That's the, That's a small number. If you want to bet the bucks, well, what would make more sense? So on the money line tonight, they are da, 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 minus six sixty-five. So you're betting a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. You, you bet a bet hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. All right. So you get. What, minus 665, you're going to get 30 some bucks back. Then you take that 130, and you lay it where you're laying five, it's probably minus 250. I mean, this is about even. This is mm-hmm. one of the rarities where mm-hmm. actually betting the future might be better yeah, than it is actually it betting over. game by game yeah. and doing the rollover. I, the Bucks had, had the last game. Yeah. Game two, the 81 points mm-hmm. without Giannis. Mm hmm. But there's something about this Heat team. And I got to think all of the properties, or not all of them, but a lot of them are upside down futures wise. Because mm-hmm. there's, there's got to be a lot of Bucks futures that were purchased. I'm going to guess not a whole lot of liability. No, in the heat. absolutely not. Even though it's a big number, they'll gladly pay that out. Right. Because they can, you know, ca- cancel all the Bucks tickets. It's 20 tickets at 20 bucks a piece. Right. Know? It's not anything that's going no. to hit them where, nope. yeah, the Bucks. I'm going to guess a lot of people that are future players like you, that's mm-hmm. part of their portfolio. Yeah, there's mine. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Might as well. That's one of the few NBA futures that I have and not looking good right now. No. Four games tonight in the NBA. That's going to be I'm fun. I'm all for it. Um, obviously, Knicks can close out the series. Mm-hmm. Lakers can and do Lakers the same. Lakers can do the same. We talked about the, the Bucks in big trouble. Golden State, Sacramento. Yeah. Um, Boy, oh boy. Ay, 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 ay. What's going to happen? Without Fox. He says he's going to play. Well, he's going to try, but. Right. It's an injury to the shooting hand. Yes, too. it is. He's a left hander. He's been so impactful. Mm-hmm. And you think of Fox and when we saw him early in his career and going back to Kentucky for yep. his year. It was they, just they, a were among, they, they were different years, weren't they? I, were they the same year? You know, they all run together. I think they might have. Well, I don't know. It's incredible when you run through the roster of Kentucky guys. Oh, in the gosh. League. It's absolutely amazing what mm-hmm. it is, but I don't know if they overlap there. But he was a slasher, right? Yes. And this year he is—he's turned the corner mm-hmm. as a shooter. They got a broken finger. Yeah. Doesn't seem like a real. I don't like their chances. I don't like their chances. Speaking of running through the roster, we are seeing something in, in Boulder, Colorado that um, I don't think we've ever seen before to this extent. Look, guys have got run off from schools forever, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, you've heard of the road scholarship, as in hit the road scholarship. Um, but this, I mean, they get, Dion calls you in and says, "We wish you the best in your college career." It's just not going to be here. Time after time after time, are you okay with this? If you're a Colorado fan, mm-hmm. are you okay with it? You were one and eleven last year. One and eleven last year. That's a bad. Their only win was against Cal, another bad team. They were awful, too. awful. Yeah, that was their one win. I'm okay with it. You are. I am. Um, I wish, I I mean, I'd like to see the scholarship. If they can't catch on anywhere, Mm -hmm. can you come back to Colorado and go to school? Right. And get it paid for? Because you committed. That's not the way the portal is set up. I know, it's not. It goes both ways. You're 100% right. Once you enter, you do not have to have your scholarship can be given away, if Mm -hmm. you will. And I think you're opening up Pandora's box if you do that. I yeah. understand what Dion's doing. It, it it leaves a bad taste, but there's so many other things in college sports that leave a oh worse God, taste. Yeah. That fits. This is this is just uh, there's transparency here. We're just taking a, we're finally getting a peek behind the curtain. Now it's an extreme peek behind the right. curtain. But I I just wonder if college, let's say 
it happened at Iowa, Iowa State. Mm-hmm. Where would Hawkeye and Cyclone fans be? Your there team's were... one and eleven. Your team is brutal. You bite and you swallow it, right? I think you just understand that this is the way of business now. Uh-huh. There's going to be a lot of kids. That I probably, think it goes easier. Those hardworking kids. I know. You know the kid from State Center. I. Uh-huh. I He's not good enough to be a scholarship kid. Going to run him off. I think it would be a harder sell in Ames than in Iowa City. Yeah, because loyal sons. Yeah, forever true. Well, and the football programs over the last four decades, little different in terms of success. Yeah, and I'm not knocking Iowa State by that. That's just how I perceive their fan base. Yeah, and that's not a bad thing that they're seeing in pretty good light. Right. No, Uh, I I think you got that right. mm -hmm. I think, yes, absolutely. But why wouldn't you want your coach to run off guys that aren't going to... Not going to help you. Right. And bring in guys that are. Yes. I don't have any... And as long as they, you know, keep their nose clean, stay Mm -hmm. out of the newspapers, stay off the news, um, or there's no newspapers anymore, (laughs) stay off Twitter in a bad way... um, I think I think I would be. I know I would. I would be okay with it. Yeah, you got. You want to win? Get to a bowl game. You want to watch more two and ten, one eleven no, football? No, no. You want to watch good football, right? You want November to be mean mean something, right? Yeah. Not just get to the end. No, you want it to mean something. Uh, other college football note: uh, You saw this earlier. I I saw the one Big Ten game that had been moved to a Friday night. Purdue was going to host. Wisconsin on a Friday, but that's not the only Big Ten game that's going to play out on a Friday. We're starting to see a little trickle. Usually we get a few of these in May. We get all excited, mm-hmm. uh, but we're starting to see a little trickle of water come out of that tap. Yeah, just a little bit. We got uh, opening up the season, a Friday night game. Now, these are all Friday night games that the Big Ten has announced. The first one of them was Indiana, Indiana State. Okay, yeah. whatever. Right. You know, looking for something on Friday, maybe that does it, but. We get Illinois hosting Nebraska in the non-conference. Maryland hosting Virginia. And Purdue-Wisconsin. Friday night games. Is Iowa going to be involved? They played the Friday night. Hopefully on a road. In Maryland, they played a Friday night. Yes. Uh, That went well. They have not hosted. Nope. They have not hosted a Thursday game. Nope. The Big Ten's not playing Thursdays. Ever? Well, they're week one because Minnesota and Nebraska. Oh, sure. True. On opening night. Right. And it's usually Minnesota that's in Mm -hmm. that uh, that spotlight. True. Good point. Um, No, but I could see some of the other schools. Like, if you're not an SEC or a Big Ten school, you're going to do what television tells you to do. Absolutely. And for the Purdue's and the Maryland's of the world, those are the ones. Indiana, yeah, you're going to have to accept this. Will happen in Iowa. Iowa has... I think something that they use quite often when it comes to these negotiations, and we've heard it plenty, if they were going to play a weekday game, either Thursday or Friday, it would have to be something early in the season. Basically, the only weekend that they've been willing to do it in the past would be Labor Day weekend mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because of the hospital. Yep. Oh, and because sure. during a work week, yeah. because there is just not room, no room. where the right. stadium is situated yep. with what's happening at the hospital, yep. they have basically said, we can't do it. So help me out, and maybe this is a better question for Scott Dockerman, who will cringe if we asked him, because he, he put the parking lot information out there, and, and the, <laughs> like it was his decision. Right. So will this alleviate some of it, the new parking complex that's being oh, built? no. I mean, just minuscule, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you're Not, talking peanuts here. Right, right. In the grand scheme of things. Mm-hmm. And Iowans, well, we know they don't like to battle traffic, because we see a Carver every single time, yeah. and everybody's standing at the top to racing to their car. <laughs> yeah. 
God forbid you sit around and watch the last four minutes of a basketball game. Well, I never would, so I can't. Well, I mean, I can't uh, you know criticize them. Well, you don't go. To games. I left the Super Bowl early for crying out loud. <laughs> That's true, and a Rose Bowl, and a Rose. Well, the Rose Bowl is a different story. When you go to the Kentucky Derby, you I don't leave go before to the, the Kentucky race. Derby. Right, I, I'm home watching it in Ankeny. <laughs> I like to watch the, I like to go for the week. You know, we left at Rose Bowl at halftime. <laughs> Never been so excited to be at an event in yeah. my life. And how quickly that dissipated. Oh, boy. Christian McCaffrey. Those $18 Coors Lights that were going down Is that what they me. cost? Ooh, yeah, we got to the bar like and they had Stella on tap and I was happy as a clam. Speaking of Iowa, real quick, football-wise. Yeah. Gonna be good, aren't they? I think so. Mm-hmm. I, I do, too. Yes, I'm going to continue to take my shots at... Brian Ferentz. Yep. And no it's, kidding, Trent. It's going to be Back a proven minutes to 11.25 and his name hadn't come up. I was wondering if you're okay. But they're going to be great defensively. Great. Yes. Again. Yep. Are they going to be the best in the country as they were in yards mm-hmm. per play? Well, but they're step back. They're still going to be a top 10 defense. Sure. I don't think there's any doubt about that unless injuries absolutely throw but, but if they're on the defensive front, they got right. so much depth there. They got 12 guys. Right. They're going to be really good. Uh-huh. Special teams. Yeah, no, excellent one, one concern. Okay. Obviously, it's a receiver. Yeah. I think the line will be better. I do. It can't be much worse. No, it can't be. I, we know the quarterback play is going to be significantly improved. It is a huge upgrade. Mm-hmm. I, you can't overstate. Like the running game, love the tight ends. Mm-hmm. And they lost Laporta, but they bring in all, and he's a hell of a player. A.J. Henning from Michigan. There you go. That is, does he come? Does he show up? That would certainly make a lot of sense. A speed guy, obviously the connection to McMore and all. Mm-hmm. You, you have that connection. Still looking for, I believe, two. You continue to read you know, Tom Caker, what he's putting out there, David Eichold, those kind of guys. I think they're looking at two. If they could get a fast guy like an A.J. Henning, mm-hmm. absolutely, and still looking at that big X receiver. One of them that was high on their board, kid from Florida Atlantic, 6'3", had 67 catches, something like that last year, six touchdowns. Where'd he go? Committed to Purdue. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> right. It's like, oh, of course, of course. But there's a, a kid that played at Cal of Pennsylvania. Oh. <laughs> D2, yeah. but had 77 catches last well, year. He had a big season. Mm-hmm. 6'3", that X receiver, you know, mm-hmm. that big body, the Brandon Smith type. That's a guy that they've been after and a couple other names that are out there. They're in there. They're working it. It's a hard sell. Get back to Mara. Do the recruiting. It's not as hard to sell. Who would you rather pick up the phone? You're a wide receiver. Get back to Mara or Brian Ferentz giving you a call? Well, ultimately, you're going to have to talk to Brian. But well, yeah. No, Matt McNamara, absolutely. Yeah. He's the guy. Time for another $1,000 home run. Head to KXNO.com right now, and you can enter this nationwide contest by inserting the keyword WIN in the pop-up box. WIN at KXNO.com. That is your chance to win $1,000. WIN. At KXNO.com. John Bowenkamp on Iowa. Dave Sproul on Iowa State. Our number two, 1215, Paul Allen, the voice of the Minnesota Vikings. David Kaplan from Chicago. Trent's plays of the day. Miller and Condon underway on a Wednesday. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Roofing.net. Now back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. Miller and Condon, welcome back to Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. We take you until 1 o'clock. Dave Sproul coming up in about 15 minutes on Iowa State. Right now, John Bowenkamp, AP, HawkeyeNation.com, IowaCollegeHoops.com. Hello, John Bowenkamp. 
Good to speak with How you. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Um, better than your Dodgers, boy, they're in trouble. Well, they're in first place. Cream rises to the top. Sometimes they're earlier than others. Are, they, are they in first place this morning? Yeah, they are. Look at that. Yes, the they got beat. Okay. Yeah, they're they're yeah. fine, and they'll be fine, and they, and they are. They'll be fine. Um just real, real quick on the, on the National League, we got a lot of Hawkeye stuff to do with you. Obviously, sure. we don't, but we don't believe the Pirates. We love the story, uh, but don't believe that they're going to be there. Braves, the best team, maybe the team that you fear most that you've seen so far in the National League as a Dodgers probably. fan. Probably, yep, yeah, probably. I mean, I, you know, I, I always, I, I, I always get, I'm always very cautious at this time of the year to pronounce teams because a lot of injuries can start wrecking your team. Sure. Um, but right, the way they're playing right now, yes. I mean, that's the, you figure that the road is going to go through them. Now, you know, I guess who knows what, what it'll be like here in the next few months. But you know, right now, that's, that's what it looks like for me. You know, I like the pirate story a little bit. I'm like you. I, I think it ends at some point. But I, I like that these guys are winning and they're having fun. And, and when you give guys confidence like that, you never know where this can kind of go. Mm-hmm. And that's such a it's such a, a mediocre division that you never know what can happen. But, yeah, I'm like you. I don't know how long this lasts. And, and it would become very interesting if we get to July and they're still in this. Yeah. If they decide to start making moves and what do they do with – you know some of the prospects they've got coming up. You, you who knows what they might do. You know, so mm-hmm. so it'll be kind of fun to see where this goes. Help me out, both you two baseball nuts. Uh, when was Kansas? Remember that year that came out of nowhere? that Tony Pena was the manager, mm-hmm. and they were they like, like eighty two and eighty at the end. But they're, they're in it till mm-hmm. September, Boy, right? It was post Labor yeah. Day. Any idea? Fifteen years has it been that long? Probably two thousand. I don't know. I would say two thousand seven. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah that seems about right. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, go ahead, Trent. I'm sorry. That's okay. Well, speaking of confidence, that is an important thing. And the Iowa quarterback, the new one, boy, that dude's got some confidence, doesn't he? Cade McNamara, just the way that he carries himself. John, I'm not sure if you've had an opportunity to talk with him yet, but. You can just see it exuding in those interviews that he has the belief and go into that locker room right away. And it feels like everybody is buying into what Cade McNamara is selling. Look, he's not a first-round draft pick, but he is a competent college quarterback, something that Iowa has not had certainly in the last three years. The upgrade that they have at the quarterback position, the defense is going to be good. Special teams are going to be good. How important it is to have somebody like McNamara in your mind back there and, and how much better him alone can make this offense. Oh, much better. And, and you know, we, we, we met, when we met with him in late February, we met with some of the new guys. And, and then there were some veterans there, too. And they all, everybody said the same thing. He came in there right away and said, this is my team. You know, didn't mm-hmm. come out and say it, but he acted like it. You yeah. know, carried mm-hmm. himself as, this is my team. This is my offense. And that, you don't, I mean, that really says a lot about him as a person. But it also really sends a statement to the rest of the team that, look, I'm going to take you here. And, and, and I think they really needed that you know, after last season. And I think everybody needed to see that, and he's done that. I think the room in, in itself, just with him and the backups, are a, are a big upgrade from last year. And so if something does happen to him, I think you've got guys behind him who are a lot better than what was behind Spencer Petras last year. So I, I think that, that, that just overall that position group is so much better, and I think that's going to make the position, the, the offense better this 
Uh, what about the running game? It's an area that we just assume that they're going to be fine, right? I mean, we saw, we've right. seen Caleb Johnson, what he can do. The one I want to ask you about is, is Patterson, who didn't get a lot of carries last year, but when he did, you know, he's, I saw a couple of moments in him. Uh, what does, um, you know, if you're, if, if Brian's talking about the running backs or, or Kirk's talking about him, um, has his name come up at all? I mean, we know it's LaShawn uh, Williams and it's Caleb Johnson, but what about Patterson once they get down the depth chart a little bit? Kirk, Kirk mentioned him a little bit in his in his spring conversation with us, you know, a few weeks ago, and and I do think you know it'll be interesting to see his progression from year one to year two because, like you said, you can see some things yeah. there in the way he runs. And so, okay, how much of a step did he make in the spring? How much does he make this summer? And, and a little behind last year. I mean, I, I just think that that maybe it took him a little yeah. while to learn some things. different, But you can see what's there. And so it'll be really curious to see where he goes from year one to year two. And to me, the running game, the biggest thing with the running game is, is what happens up front. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Kirk said that. Brian said that the other day. They have to be better up front. If they're better up front, they can run the ball better. And I think they've got the running backs to do that. They bring in Dejon Parker from Saginaw. Rusty Feth, he'll be here after he graduates in Miami of Ohio. So two additions there. But Parker's banged up. He had a knee, sounds like a knee scope there. How concerning is that? A guy making the transition up from D2 up to the Big Ten level and not being able to have spring practice underneath him? That hurts. I mean, I think it hurts a little bit to not have that spring practice. But you've got time to work, you know, and I mean, maybe he doesn't, maybe he doesn't impact this team in early September but maybe by the time you get into Big Ten play, he becomes a big part of this line. You know, it just kind of all depends on, on how his recovery goes and things like that. But I think they're going to be better up front. I think the experience is there. You've added experience. You've added talented players. Um, I, I just think they're going to be better. To me, the biggest position in my mind on that line is at center. You know, can Logan Jones take that step that he really needs to take? And if he doesn't, then what do you do? So that's to me is like the biggest position that I watch on that line as we head into the fall. Uh, draft is tomorrow night. Who is the for both of you? Who is the second Hawkeye taken? Van Ness, we assume, is one, the yeah. first one, right? I mean, I think that's a given. Who's the second, John Bowen Camp? I'm going to say Laporta. Okay, Trent. But I think Jack Campbell's not far behind. I'm with you. Yeah. I I still have this sneaking suspicion. I, it's Buffalo. I think Campbell's a first rounder. Mm-hmm. I think Buffalo, late in the first round. Late in the yeah. first round. Yeah. I think Buffalo. They have liked Iowa players. We know there is a good connection there. They have brought guys in from mm-hmm. Iowa. They've drafted guys mm-hmm. from Iowa. They believe they know what they're going to get. McDermott certainly understands. Hey, there's not a whole lot that needs to be done. They need help with linebacker. I think Jack Campbell's going to be the second first rounder for the Hawks. That's going to be mine. And hey. Laporta goes in round two. Wouldn't that be something if that's the, if that's the that situation. would be really cool? Because I mean, when you look at how his career has developed. And really, just where he exploded in those last couple of years, that would be really, it would be a really good moment for him. I think. Yeah, absolutely. What about Riley Moss? Is he, is he go on? Uh, does he make it till the weekend? Is he a, uh, a top three round pick? I think he, I think he might be able I do to too. Sneak into that round three. Yeah, me too. And because I think his his numbers were really good at the combine. Yep. And I think whatever he did at Pro Day really impressed some people. You know, I was looking, I was, I was, you know, I'm putting together my draft story now, and I was looking at, at where everybody kind of ranked him. And there's, there's like, there's not really a consensus whether he's a cornerback or maybe he could play safety. You know, so it'll, it'll be kind of interesting to see what what team wants him 
and then what they do with him. But I think he's made a lot of he's made an impression here in the last few in the last couple of months to go along with what he did through his career. And I do think maybe he kind of sneaks into that late third round spot. From uh, Chad Leistikow, only once has Iowa had four round one through three selections. That was 2010, coming off the 2009 wow. season. Uh, only once have they had three in rounds one and two back in 2003, of course, coming on the heels of 2002. This team, well, they went eight and five. <laughs> but they, 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 they could knock those records aside. That they could. And they went eight and five. Yeah, and they went eight and five. Yeah, and then you look at what they've done, what those guys have done here in the last couple of months. I think they've really made themselves some money here. And I and I think they've done a great job getting themselves in the position to be a high draft pick. So we await the decision right now of BJ Mack on the basketball front. The transfer from Wofford. He took a visit most recently to South Carolina. Arkansas still on tap. He is not going to make a decision here for at least another week. It sounds like South Carolina, according to some of the recruiting people out there, now appears to be the front runner for his services. Is there a backup plan, John, or is it? Now we're going to go that direction. Maybe Evan Bronze, as he comes back home from Belmont, maybe he'll get the scholarship that's available. They'll give Nimmers the walk on a scholarship and go there. Or do you think that Fran is still out there actively recruiting if they don't get B.J. Mack? Oh, I think they're still looking for guys. And that, that portal is still packed with, yes. with really good front court help. I, I'm, I'm still pushing for the guy from South Carolina, from South Dakota, Tassos Comatero. Uh-huh. Um, he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a power forward, kind of like Robracha, can shoot threes. He's still out there. I've been bringing him up since the beginning because you know how I am about the Summit League. Yeah, <laughs> Summit League you you cover it closely. So, yep. so, so I, so I, I've seen him play, and he would be a nice addition. I mean, he's not going to be a thirty-minute guy. He's not going to be in that Rebracha mold, but he would be a really good addition to them and kind of give them that inside-out, you know, guy that could go along with Patrick and and do some of the things that that the two of them do. And that would be a really good, like really good get for them. But I, they're like I said. That portal's still loaded with guys, and I think you still look. I don't think you make the break the glass decision until late in the summer, but I think you still for guys right now. Uh, last thing for me, John, uh, and uh, you you retweeted it. The we don't know how the schedule is going to fall, but we know who's going to uh, who they're going to play. Big Ten single plays at Nebraska, our home to Nebraska, Ohio State, and Rutgers on the road. Hoosier, Sparty, uh, and Northwestern, and everybody else they play home and away. Um, just your thoughts from um, you that's, know, a tough, that's a tough Big Ten group. I mean, you, you've got to play Purdue twice. Yeah, you play Illinois twice. You, you're at Michigan State, which. Yeah, never easy. They, they've they've, yep. they've done well at in the past, but they've also struggled, you know, too, mm-hmm. like every everybody does. So, I mean, I think it, it it didn't play out well for them. I don't think. So, I mean, you're going to have to be really ready. I think once you get into January, this team has got to be a pretty good unit to go into that schedule because I, I thought they they didn't get a very good hand in that. John Bowenkamp, AP HawkeyeNation.com, Iowa College Hoops. That's where you can find John. Uh, th- John, thank you for doing this. We'll talk with you in a couple of weeks. Thank you, John Bowenkamp. Thanks. Yep. Have a good one. Yep, you're the same. John Bowenkamp. As we check on on Iowa, we will do the same with Dave Sproul and Iowa State when we come back. Miller and Condon. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. On. Welcome back. It is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. We take you until 1 o'clock. Paul Allen, the voice of the Vikings, 1215. David Kaplan on Chicago Sports, 1235. Dave Sproul covers Iowa State. 
1430 KASI, and he joins the program. Well, we started with Bowen Camp. We talked Hawks, but we started baseball, so let's do the same with you. I'm sure we won't have to twist <laughs> your this arm. Is, this sounds great. <laughs> sounds good to you, Trent? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> How about those Minnesota Twins, Dave Sproul? Just out here owning the Yankees like they always do. It's another day, you know, it's just uh, how we roll. Uh, Trent put out a stat. I'm sure you're, you're familiar with it as well. I mean, I had no idea the uh, how uh, inept that they were against those Yankees over the last, what was it, Trent, 22 years Yeah, now? since 2001 was the last time <laughs> that they won a season series against them. So 2002 on, well, after these two wins, they are now 42-100 and 100 against the New York Yankees. Did you know it was that bad? Uh, I didn't know it was that bad, but I kind of suspected. But, uh, you know, things are rolling in the right direction now. Twins have all the momentum in this series. Indeed they do. Maeda will get the ball here coming off that liner off his ankle. We'll see. It appears to be good Did he to go. come out? He did, yeah. Did he? Yep. Yeah, he only went two innings, and then the bullpen blew up uh, last week against the Red Sox. Herman gets the ball. Mm. I remember him from a yeah. game in Yankee Stadium a couple of weeks back. It's good to get the Yankees out of the way, too, in front of the season. Right, John? Or, right, Dave? No problem there. Just make sure that they check your mom's hands and, yep. and he, you know, actually washes them between innings. I mean, come mm-hmm. on. Hey, by the way, did you guys see the piece David Cohn did on Sunday Night Baseball mm-hmm. on the effects and how it how they use the rosin in this? Did you happen to see that uh, uh, David Cohn explaining it in front of the camera uh, what what the effect of it and how it, how sticky it become? Did you see that, Dave? No, but I, I'm gonna have to check. It's out all over Twitter. Have... It's really, really yeah. good. It's a really good uh, explainer of uh, of just uh, what uh, what this does to baseballs and how they are able to uh, concoct it. I guess. Well, let's move on. Um, so tomorrow night is the first round of the NFL draft. You know where I'm going. It's uh, you know how long it has been. Does the streak end tomorrow? Does Will McDonald hear his name called tomorrow night, Dave Sproul? Well, I wish I could tell you for certain, and I really you know would love to give you the hot take, but um, I, I just don't know. I mean, I, I look at a lot of mock drafts just. Yep. Fun mostly, but also I've been trying to scope out where, uh, generally speaking, uh, the prognosticators have Will McDonald, and it's, you know, a lot of cases late first round, a lot yep. of cases early second round, and so it's really hard to, to nail down a definitive answer to that question, uh, which I wish I had, because, you know, I could open up uh, one of my sports betting apps and probably <laughs> yeah. cash in a little bit, but, yep. you know, as it is, he's got as great an opportunity as anyone, and he's going to be a guy who's in position to make you know, real impact on an NFL roster in a short amount of time. And that's that's a pretty good place to be for Iowa State, but there's nothing quite like being, being able to brag about having a number one, you know, a first-round draft pick, especially if you haven't had one in 50 years. You know, Trent, Trent said this yesterday, and it bears repeating, and it's, it's mean. <laughs> but wouldn't it just be like Iowa State, right? There's only 31 picks in the first round this year. There was a pick forfeited. The Dolphins, yeah. The Dolphins forfeited their pick. Um wouldn't it just be like Iowa State for Will McDonald to go 32nd overall this year? First pick in the second round, 32nd overall. Every other year, that's a first-round pick. It would just be like Iowa State if that's where, if that's where McDonald ends up. Yeah, I'd caution, though, now I get where you're coming from, but also you know, there's so many variables when it comes to the draft, uh, particularly team needs, You know mm-hmm. what one team values during another, what the Chiefs want mm-hmm. You know, at that 31st pick might be different from you know what 
the Panthers want at 32. So that also factors into it, but uh, it would be a very, uh, I don't know if irony would even be the word, probably more fitting, really, uh, for Iowa State to come that close and not quite get there. Well, I've, I can only recall one school wanted to actually sell nut cups, or fan base wanted to sell nut cups, and <laughs> this would just be another need uh, for it. Anyway. One very specific website, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's right. <laughs> hey, uh, Dave, you were there at spring practice. You were battling the elements out there. Uh, do you have the scoring system down? Do you have that figured out? As I just saw you had a running tally of what was happening up in the scoreboard, and didn't feel like anybody could make a whole lot of sense of it. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the the Iowa State people put out, you know, the some of the scoring factors, but also, uh, you know, when it comes to defense, how do you score the defense? Well, one of the factors was big plays as determined by the coaching staff. So I guess. <laughs> I don't know, John Haycock can look up at the scoreboard and say, you know, give my guy three points for a quarterback hurry. I don't, I don't know exactly how all that worked out. So I was just having some fun with the, the running tally on the scoreboard. And, you know, it was a 54-35 victory for the offense for whatever that means to you. And I would say, you know, kind of in line with that score, I would say probably the offense did look better overall okay. than, than the defense. Now there's plenty of, you know, guys who were held out on both sides of the ball that you can't make any sort of, final determination about this side of the ball is better than that side. Uh, but uh, I, I found myself, and I typically do this with watching football anyway, paying more de- attention to the offensive side than the defensive side because it's easier to see running back gains six yards than it is to see, oh, this this uh, uh, defensive lineman fought off a block or, or whatever, you know, the coaches and scouts really, you know, know what to look for. Uh, but uh, it was it was most interesting to see Iowa State run the ball as well as they did. That might mean some good things for the offensive line as well as for a, a healthy Gyro Brock. Is, and mm-hmm. Marlon Harris Jr., or A.J. Harris, as he's known around the, the facility, also looks pretty solid. He, you know, he's a guy who transferred over from Stanford. He's going through his first spring year with Iowa State. And I thought he looked pretty good running the ball as well. So those were the things that stood out to me, I guess, the most. Uh, give us a report card on what you saw the quarterbacks. Uh, we know there's no position battle. It's Decker's job. But behind him, uh, both uh, Becht and, and Cole uh, had had their moments. What did you see when you were watching the quarterbacks? Keeping in mind, I get it, that not everybody was playing, and it is April. But what you saw, what did uh, what did you see? Yeah, I saw, you know, kind of the baseline of what you want to see. They made good decisions, didn't push the ball down the field a lot, didn't take big risks. Any of the three quarterbacks are really new with a windy day, so that might have factored into either the play calling or the decision making on the field in regards to whether to try to really force the ball deep and, and try to make some plays. Uh, but they were efficient, I guess. J.J. Cole kind of looked like a freshman at times because, you know, as Matt Campbell pointed out afterwards, what coaches love to say is he should be getting ready for prom right now, but he's actually <laughs> yep. finished high school early to, to join Iowa State in spring practice. So that's to be expected. Still very talented, still looked very athletic to me. Uh, and, and by the way, I wasn't battling the elements, as you said earlier. I was Sitting upstairs. Yeah. Uh, okay. yeah, I'm not an idiot. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, from, from that high vantage point, looked like they just were solid, didn't make any huge mistakes, and, you know, what really matters is what they're going to do in the fall. And that goes for every position as well, of course. We talked a lot about the transfer portal and Iowa looking a wide receiver. Anything you're hearing, any kind of buzz about even a position group that Iowa State would be looking to shore up in the portal if if a scholarship or two would become available? Yeah, I don't I don't know much because I I, I don't think we've seen a lot of outbound transfers for Iowa State, so right. I don't even know that there are that many uh, scholarships. Uh, I know one defensive lineman, you know, right after the spring game decided to to bounce, mm-hmm. but I think they that, might be over eighty five. Right now, are they yeah, over? I, wow! I think. 
Yeah, so at this point, I, I don't know if you'll see too many uh, guys coming in. Uh, you might still see some guys coming out. There's, right. The, I think that window is closing fairly soon here. Thirtieth, mm-hmm. uh, Iowa State. Yeah, it's not been a huge, you know, uh, inbound outbound thing for Iowa State in terms of their transfers. I, I they probably would be, you know, kind of an average program in that regard. And we know that's happening more frequently across college football. So it's happening more frequently at Iowa State now than it has in the past. But relative to certain. Pac-12 schools in the Rocky Mountains. Mm. Uh, I would say just not a lot going on in the old transfer portal. No, indeed. You know, you mentioned uh, we got like a minute left. Uh, Jairo Brock a minute ago. Hard not to root for his story, right? I, I find myself just the fact that he's, you know, he's he's been there so long that he didn't transfer. He knew that Brees Hall was going to get all the carries that he wanted, um, and 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 rightly so. But uh, Brees Hall, uh, Jairo Brock's story coming back from the injury. Glad that uh, he probably proved something to himself as much. Is, uh, to anybody else, right? Just that uh, he could make those cuts when he needed to at, at air quote game speed or close to it in a spring game, and 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 do so without uh, you know injury. Yeah, I jumped in on you know a little interview session with Brock after the game on the field, and he said you know there there seemed to be some relief in his voice that he was like he was able sure. to go out there perform in front of the fans, even though it was kind of a small gathering, you know, as spring practices tend to be. But just the ability to get out there, go full speed, make those cuts, and really feel confident about where you are health wise. Yeah, it's obviously a big step for him mentally as much as physically. Good stuff, Dave Sproul, fourteen thirty KASI. Thank you, Dave. We'll talk with you next week. Appreciate it. My pleasure, guys. Yep, good to talk to you. Dave Sprouse, we check in on both Iowa with Bowling Camp and Iowa State with Sprouse. Uh, 15 minutes from now, Paul Allen, voice of the Minnesota Vikings, joins us on their draft, on their team. Uh, then David Kaplan, Centurion Stone of Iowa, sponsors Cappy Miller and Condon till 1, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KX.